Factsverse presents Photos of Slavery from the Past That Will Horrify You Number 1. The Slave's Shackle, 1907 This is a horrifying photo. It is a picture of a British sailor removing the shackles on a slave's ankle in 1907. In order to keep the slaves in line during the journey from Africa, they had to keep them in shackles. This was to keep the slaves from running away. A very sad photo. Number 2. A Woman and Her Slaves When you first look at this photo, you wouldn't know that the men are slaves judging by the way they are dressed. The major clue is when you look down at their feet and you see they have no shoes on. In the 1860s, slaves were not allowed to wear shoes. Number 3. Slave Children Seeing photos of adult slaves is bad enough, but seeing child slaves is completely heartbreaking. Fortunately, by the time these children grew up, slavery was abolished. This gave them both a chance at a happy and productive life. Number 4. The African Slave Ship Of all the photos of slavery from the past that will horrify you, this is possibly the worst. Back in slave days, ships went to Africa and they pulled these poor people from their homes to put them on ships and bring them overseas to be slaves. The number of Africans on the ship is heartbreaking. Number 5. U.S. Prisoners Forced to Be Slaves this is a photo of United States prisoners who were captured and forced to be slaves during the war. The Japanese treated these poor people badly until they were either killed or freed. This photo shows you how horrible things were back then. Number 6. Sex Slaves Training for Military Duty There are so many sad things about this picture, it's difficult to know where to begin. The girls in this photo are sex slaves and they look like they are no older than 15 years old. These girls should be in high school, hanging out with their friends, studying and preparing for college. Instead, they are forced to be sex slaves. The Japanese needed as many soldiers as they could get, so they trained the sex slaves to fight in battle. There aren't too many photos more shocking than this one. Number 7. Freed Slaves Of all the pictures we've shown you so far, this one is the only one that shows some hope. In the top picture, you see a bunch of slaves wearing no shirts and no shoes. The photo on the bottom is of the same men after they were freed. They were fully clothed, wearing hats and reading the newspaper. This must have been a great day for these men. Number 8. The Worst Men in the World This is a photo of three Arabian slave dealers. It was their job to buy and sell human beings as slaves. These men are as bad as they come. There's no excuse for forcing a person into slavery and then making money for it. Number 9. Human Zoos In 1899, people took Selknam natives and used them in human zoos. This is one of the most inhumane things a person could ever do. The idea of putting people in cages so that the owners of the zoo can get paid by people to walk around looking at them is horrible. The poor people in these human zoos were not treated like humans at all. They had all of their human rights stripped away the second they were put into cages. Number 10. Tall Women Punished in China In China, 
women were only supposed to grow so tall. Those who grew too tall were punished by spending their days standing with a door with holes over their heads and through their shoulders. It is very sad that back then people were punished for the way they looked. Today, women in China are not punished for being too tall. Many tall women actually get very high-paying jobs as models. Number 11. Slaves in Brazil Brazil is a very popular place for coffee crops. Today, people are paid to work in the fields and harvest those crops. The working conditions are safe today and they work reasonable hours. Sadly, years ago, the Brazilian coffee growers used slaves who they forced to work in the fields all day with no pay and horrible working conditions. This is a photo of the slaves working in the fields under the worst conditions possible. Number 12. Irish Slaves Africans were not the only people that were used as slaves a century or two ago. This is a picture of Irish slaves. They weren't treated as poorly as some slaves as they were given shoes and clothes to wear, but they were still slaves. Number 13. The Slave Convention Before slavery was abolished, there was a slave convention. It was a group of people who worked hard to get slavery abolished. This is a photo of a few of the members who eventually were successful. These women may have been slaves once, but eventually they became heroes. Number 14. Amazonian Slaves This is a photo of four people from an Amazonian tribe who were used as slaves. This is a very sad photo. They were stripped of their clothes and chains were put around their necks. This photo shows just how horrible these people were treated simply because of where they lived. Subscribe for more. Slavery, the treatment of human beings as property, deprived of personal rights, has occurred in many forms throughout the world. But one institution stands out for both its global scale and its lasting legacy. The Atlantic slave trade, occurring from the late 15th to the mid-19th century and spanning three continents, forcibly brought more than 10 million Africans to the Americas. The impact it would leave affected not only these slaves and their descendants, but the economies and histories of large parts of the world. There had been centuries of contact between Europe and Africa via the Mediterranean, but the Atlantic slave trade began in the late 1400s with Portuguese colonies in West Africa and Spanish settlement of the Americas shortly after. The crops grown in the new colonies, sugarcane, tobacco, and cotton, were labor-intensive, and there were not enough settlers or indentured servants to cultivate all the new land. American natives were enslaved, but many died from new diseases, while others effectively resisted. And so, to meet the massive demand for labor, the Europeans looked to Africa. African slavery had existed for centuries in various forms. Some slaves were indentured servants, with a limited term and the chance to buy one's freedom. Others were more like European serfs. In some societies, slaves could be part of a master's family, own land, and even rise to positions of power. 
but when white captains came offering manufactured goods, weapons, and rum for slaves, African kings and merchants had little reason to hesitate. They viewed the people they sold not as fellow Africans, but criminals, debtors, or prisoners of war from rival tribes. By selling them, kings enriched their own realms and strengthened them against neighboring enemies. African kingdoms prospered from the slave trade, but meeting the Europeans' massive demand created intense competition. Slavery replaced other criminal sentences, and capturing slaves became a motivation for war rather than its result. To defend themselves from slave raids, neighboring kingdoms needed European firearms, which they also bought with slaves. The slave trade had become an arms race, altering societies and economies across the continent. As for the slaves themselves, they faced unimaginable brutality. After being marched to slave forts on the coast, shaved to prevent lice, and branded, they were loaded onto ships bound for the Americas. About 20% of them would never see land again. Most captains of the day were tight packers, cramming as many men as possible below deck. While the lack of sanitation caused many to die of disease and others were thrown overboard for being sick or as discipline, the captains ensured their profits by cutting off slaves' ears as proof of purchase. Some captives took matters into their own hands. Many inland Africans had never seen whites before and thought them to be cannibals, constantly taking people away and returning for more. Afraid of being eaten, or just to avoid further suffering, they committed suicide or starved themselves, believing that in death their souls would return home. Those who survived were completely dehumanized, treated as mere cargo. Women and children were kept above deck and abused by the crew, while the men were made to perform dances in order to keep them exercised and curb rebellion. What happened to those Africans who reached the New World and how the legacy of slavery still affects their descendants today is fairly well known. But what is not often discussed is the effect that the Atlantic slave trade had on Africa's future. Not only did the continent lose tens of millions of its able-bodied population, but because most of the slaves taken were men, the long-term demographic effect was even greater. When the slave trade was finally outlawed in the Americas and Europe, the African kingdoms whose economies it had come to dominate collapsed, leaving them open to conquest and colonization. And the increased competition and influx of European weapons fueled warfare and instability that continues to this day. The Atlantic slave trade also contributed to the development of racist ideology. Most African slavery had no deeper reason than legal punishment or intertribal warfare, but the Europeans who preached a universal religion and who had long ago outlawed enslaving fellow Christians needed justification for a practice so obviously at odds with their ideals of equality. So they claimed that Africans were biologically inferior and destined to be slaves, making great efforts to justify this theory. Thus, slavery in Europe and the Americas acquired a racial basis, making it impossible for slaves and their future descendants to attain equal status in society. In all of these ways, the Atlantic slave trade was an injustice on a massive scale, whose impact has continued long after its abolition.
This man, stripped naked, is being told to stay silent as he's burnt with what's said to be molten plastic. In another video, people are being beaten as kidnappers discuss ransom money. These videos are reportedly of Sudanese refugees being abused in Libya. Al Jazeera cannot verify the pictures. But the humiliation and abuse of African migrants here is not new. Libya is a major hub for human smugglers and traffickers who use the country as a transit for a perilous boat journey to Europe. Some officials have been accused of taking bribes to free people from illegal detention centers where people are kept under inhumane conditions. But Libyan forces deny the allegations that some are involved in rape, forced labor and even murder. The poorly equipped Navy and Coast Guard say they're doing Europe's job of policing 1,700 kilometers of coastline and the Mediterranean. The Navy spokesman says the issue of migrant abuse is being fabricated to force international intervention. They want to make illegal immigrants victims and to make Libya look like the culprit. Perhaps when these things proliferate, the international community will be urged to intervene in Libya under the pretext of illegal immigration. This is part of their plan. Libya has been fragmented between two governments and many militias vying for power. Last year, the videos of African migrants being sold in slave auctions sparked an international outcry. But Libyans accuse European nations of not doing enough and say the onus of dealing with migrants from across Africa has been dumped on Libya. Libya did not and cannot play the role of a policeman. This relationship needs to be organized. An international conference between Libyans and northern European states should resolve how Libya can deal with part of the matter as all of it can't be imposed on Libya. We cannot be a cemetery, a residence or a jail. Despite the crackdown by Libyan and Italian navies, more than 100,000 migrants reached Italy last year. At least 3,000 people died in boats which couldn't withstand the rough Mediterranean waters. Rights groups say the strategy to turn people away hasn't worked and opened new avenues for abuse and exploitation. After years of failure, Europe and Libya need a new approach. Osama bin Javed, Al Jazeera.